Welcome to the F3 American Yammer Podcast, where we give the men of F3 a chance to tell their story as they've transitioned from sad clown to high-impact man. I'm Short Circuit, and each week I'll be joined by another member of F3 who is willing to step up and share his story. So, without further ado, here's today's show. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of F3 American Yammer. I am your host, Short Circuit, the shortest of, of all possible circuits. And today I'm happy to have Nancy on the podcast. So Nancy, thank you for joining us. Yeah, thank you for having me. For sure. All right, so uh, let's get right in here. name Arama. Name, age, F3 name. Jeff Kerrigan, 43 Nancy. Nancy. All right, now how long um, How long have you been? You've been, you're not a Redwood. I'm not a Redwood. Okay. Um, so I started coming to F3 uh, about four weeks after they launched. Uh, my first post was, I guess we'll get to this later, but is was November of 2014. Okay. And so it'll be five years in just a few months. Wow, okay. So right after they launched, almost five years, November. I'm a November guy myself. Yeah? Yeah. So That's like the worst time to start because you <laughs> get going and then you... Like, all of a sudden, it's really cold. Yeah. And you're like, why on earth did I do this? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure there's really a great time to start. <laughs> Maybe, like, early, early spring. but uh, Maybe. But even then, it gets gets humid pretty quick. So. Yeah. I've considered it kind of a blessing just because it's like if you start when it gets cold, then it only gets better. Right. right? There you go. All right. So. I like that. Now, um, now, where do you normally post? What's kind of your... We're all sort of creatures of habit in some respect, right? Yeah. I've kind of settled into a routine that usually includes uh, Tuesday at Arise. That's at my church at Grace Methodist. Um, Wednesday, I go to Slam and Sammy's, and that's a quarter mile from my house. And Stampede is another quarter, is a quarter mile from my house as well on Thursdays. And then Soul Crusher. Those are my regulars. And then I'll sometimes get out to Inside Voices and... Sometimes either Latham Grinder or um, Quaker Crater, but honestly, the Mondays are are usually rest days. Yeah, I gotcha. And Arise is a good one too, just because of the the community impact that's yeah. that's involved there. So. Yeah. Well, cool. All right, so let's let's jump right in here to the the meat and potatoes. Yes. So let's talk about life before F three. So, where was your fitness? Um, where would you say that your fitness was, sort of leading? Right up until the point when you had that first workout, I mean, what was what did fitness look like for you, kind of growing up and then um, right up to F three? Uh, so growing up, I uh, played the sports that my dad liked to coach. Um, I played soccer and I wrestled, um, but I wasn't a super athletic kid. Uh, I did have one glorious season of tackle football, um, where I injured my knee, and I think I still have that injury, um, but. I wasn't a super athletic kid. I wasn't super coordinated, um, but I was, you know, pretty thin, um, scrawny, you might say. Um, and so I, I played those sports until about seventh or eighth grade, and then right around that time, right around middle school, I could, took a, a hard turn toward um, like theater, hmm. and got into alternative and punk rock music. And back then. Um, you couldn't really do both. You couldn't be a jock and a theater <laughs> kid, at least in my head, right. in my in my world. And so um, I made kind of not a not a conscious decision, but um, a, a decision that kind of played out over years 
to not do sports mm -hmm. for a long time. And, uh, and so I wasn't really terribly active. I didn't do a lot of working out uh, between sort of middle school and my mid-20s. Um, I was a pretty active mountain biker, liked to mountain bike, still enjoy that. Um, but that was really about it. And so I started to slowly see, see my thin frame mm -hmm. add a pound here, add five pounds there, and started to get, you know, just a little squishy. Gotcha. Okay. Um, and so right around uh, age 30, uh, actually like 32, 33, um, we had really good friends who um, had a little boy who just before their, his second birthday, he was uh, diagnosed with muscular dystrophy. Hmm. And um, you know, these were our closest friends, um, still our very close friends. And, um, and they turned that uh, devastating news into an opportunity to raise awareness and raise money. Um, and they launched Miles for Matthew. Mm -hmm. And coincidentally, the year they did the first Miles for Matthew, I had reached my lifetime max weight mm -hmm. and I felt terrible. Um, you know, I wasn't fitting into my pants the way I used to. Mm -hmm. And I finally was like, all right, enough is enough. Yeah. And I, um, I had kind of always admired runners. And so I, th I said, you know, there's a 5K and there's a 10K. I'm going to do the 10K. Mm -hmm. um, I started training the June before the the first uh, September race. Uh, that was the first time I'd run a, a mile in my, probably my adult life, if not my entire life. Mm -hmm. um, and I trained up to that 10K and I hit a goal that I was aiming for and and I caught the bug. Mm -hmm. um, and from there, I did a couple other 10Ks, 5Ks, did some half marathons, then started doing some triathlons because I could, you know, I, I enjoyed mixing in the, uh, the mountain biking with uh, with the running, mm -hmm. uh, I, my goal with swims was usually just not to drown. So I did a pretty good job of that. Um, <laughs> He's still here. <laughs> I'm still here. Um, and so I actually, so lead, this is all leading up to um, three weeks before my first post at F3. I actually ran the Marine Corps Marathon. Mm -hmm. uh, it's my first and probably only marathon. Um, <laughs> But I, I, I did it in honor of my grandfather, who was a lifelong Marine and um, uh, decorated three-war, you know, Silver Star uh, Colonel in the Marine Corps. He had, he had just passed the year before, and the Marine Corps Marathon finishes right at Arlington Cemetery, right in Arlington Cemetery, where we had buried my grandfather the, the year before. And so for me, that was a way to kind of honor his legacy. He was a runner. Um, and, and so I did that race and I felt like I was really fit. And then I got invited to F3, <laughs> um, and I posted at F3 yeah. and I realized I hadn't spent any time with my upper body. Um, and so it was, it was a reckoning. Uh, was, do you use your arms for anything else? <laughs> um, you know, reaching for the cereal box for a few weeks after starting F3 was mm -hmm. a little challenging. Yeah, yeah. I would squeal and, and squirm. My wife would just laugh at me. Gotcha. Uh, so that that was that was my fitness. It was not terribly fit, but I had gotten into running just a few years before uh, getting into getting into F three. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, and, and something that you brought up as well is kind of you know you went through that that dip. It's like you start the sports, pretty much almost all of us do, right? And then you you dip down, you see the weight start going up, and you had brought up the point of the miles for Matthew, which is mm -hmm. something that we'll get into a little bit later too. Yeah. But. Uh, I'm sure kind of not being able to, like you've got these family friends, they start this great charity for run for their son, and you're like, I don't know if I can do it. Yeah. 
So, I mean, definitely that's, that's enough to sort of spur anyone on from a fitness perspective, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. So let's talk about fellowship. So what, what kind of the nature of your relationships uh, pre-F3, how would, you, um, how would you describe or define those? Um, I, I probably would, would put myself in a, a bit of a sad clown category. Um, I think that for me, uh, grew up in a mil- military family. We moved around a little bit. I didn't have a lot of strong ties to childhood friends. I've got a few friends from from my childhood, but not really. You know, some people have you know their lifelong best friend. I don't have I don't have those people because we moved around, um, and so I didn't really form a lot of a lot of friendships because, quite honestly, you never know when you're going to get you know uprooted and move again, and so friendships remained pretty surface level um, through most of my childhood. Um, I would say, you know, one of the things that kind of that impacted everything was that uh, during sometime in elementary school and middle school, uh, I started experiencing a lot of bullying, uh, a lot of harassment that led to fights and, I mean, big knockdown drag out fights. And uh, it was mostly, you know, people at that time, uh, my, you know, my, my parents would look back on it and say that uh, it was it was a factor of people were at that time kind of threatened by the fact that I was actually taller than most of them and, and they could take down the big guy. Mm. Um, and so um, who knows what it was about. And certainly getting into punk rock music and dressing that look uh, didn't help in middle school. Um, and so there was a lot of there was a lot of bullying. Mm. And so um, as a result, I didn't I didn't really uh, form a lot of great strong ties with other men, mm-hmm. with other you know boys my age and, and eventually men, and and I developed sort of a, a lack of trust or a, a fear of, of trusting men um, as a result of, of that whole experience. So kind of coming into adulthood, um, you know that wasn't like an active pressure situation for me, but it was it, it, it definitely left a mark and I think my friendships remain mostly surface level surface level. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know that I thought about it that way, but in hindsight I think they I think they were. Um, so kind of getting into F3, uh, you know, leading into F3, I had we had friends. It was mostly uh, friends through church, mm-hmm. uh, friends through you know our family connected with another family at church, or my wife connected with another wife, and I was you know tagging along, and a lot of times that worked out great. Um, as we started having young kids, then the kids became sort of the the connection for people. Um, but again, the relationships were fairly uh, you know fairly surface level. There wasn't anybody checking up on me if they didn't see me for a few weeks, and and I wasn't checking up on other people, so yeah. it remained kind of surface level. Gotcha. Okay. So and it kind of ties back in a little bit too. So something you brought up when we were discussing kind of the fitness portion was, you know, you sort of dropped off on the fitness side because you'd picked up theater. Mm-hmm. And so picking up theater and then moving into the punk rock era, mm-hmm. right? And and the combination of those things plus having a military family, which I can empathize with, and dealing with the bullying, all of that sort of conspires to now put you into this territory where you don't have close friendships. You don't have... And the trust built up, as you pointed out, to even dive into a, a deeper connection with another guy. And um, so naturally, you're going to be relegated to surface friendships, wife's friends, right? Mm-hmm. Um, all of those all of those friendships we talk about that fall right by the wayside the moment you 
are not in physical proximity to another person. Yeah. So. Yeah. All right. So let's talk now about the faith piece. So where were you uh, faith-wise before F3? And specifically just kind of talking about, well, not specifically, more generically mm-hmm. talking about, you know, kind of your, your sense of something greater uh, impact within the community or, or personal beliefs. I know you had brought it before, before we started talking, kind of mm-hmm. you sort of split it into two categories. So mm-hmm. tell me a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, so, I, yeah, I think I think about the third F as it relates to F3. Um, you know, I like that it's not a religion-specific organization, but um, I think of the third F as being essentially two two elements. One is a spiritual element, and the other is is a, a community involvement element, and um, and both of them are are ways that we can acknowledge, recognize, and acknowledge that we, you know there's there are things more important than ourselves, uh, be it God, be it you know the community, be it our families, uh, that kind of thing. And so when I think about sort of where I was third F before F three. Um, again, I kind of go back to sort of developmentally. I uh, grew up Catholic, um, but it was very loosely Catholic. And by middle school, it was very loosely Catholic. Um, and then it was full-on rebellion for a little while. Mm. Um, and I, I, I would have called myself, or I did call myself, atheist mm. for quite a long time, um, really up until a few years before meeting my wife. Um, and then I was sort of, I'm sort of exploring what if there's something out there that's that that looks like God, and and I met my wife, and um, and so I was probably agnostic at that point, wasn't openly rebelling against the idea of a of, of a deity or whatever, but um, so so coming into that relationship, um, you know, my wife really opened my heart to seeing a life of faith in a different way, mm-hmm. uh, in a way that I hadn't experienced as a kid. My parents were not religious, um, but you know, that, wasn't a, that wasn't a big foundation of our, of our lives. Whereas my wife grew up eight days a week Methodist. I mean, she was at church all the time. Her involvement in the church went from you know, the, the youth group, the, the bell choir, the youth choir, everything she was involved in. Mm-hmm. Um, and she showed me um, you know how to be faithful, mm-hmm. and and really had a huge impact on on sort of my conception of, of what that looked like. Yeah. Um, she and her and her also her grandmother were were very influential in, at that time, and and so it opened my eyes and opened my heart, mm-hmm. and she nudged me, and um, and so as a result, fast forward, coming up to F three, I was you know we are now. 17 years uh, members at Grace Methodist downtown, um, and and so that's the sort of the, the spiritual element um, on the community involvement side. I um, my first career right out of grad school was in the nonprofit sector, and um, I was pretty heavily involved in working with homelessness and um, affordable housing, community development programs, not just in Greensboro but other other places in the in the country, and so I felt like that part of me was pretty full and in fact maybe a little over full Um, and so a few years before F3 I kind of was dialing back some of my involvement Mm -hmm. um, in volunteer projects and that kind of thing because I'd kind of kind of gotten over overextended Um, but I've been on a whole bunch of boards and and that kind of thing so those elements I felt like coming into into F3 were 
pretty well developed. I wasn't coming to F3 with a, a you know, a seeking heart uh, on the third F, yeah. I guess is a, a okay way to say it. Yeah, yeah, no. And that makes sense. I mean, um, you know, talking about too, kind of you're, you're already on this trajectory, right? And especially too with what you brought up, kind of the, the division of the spiritual side and the community involvement aspect, right? Um, many guys, even on the podcast, have talked about like, well, I was I was already on the trajectory of faith, right, and already either seeking it out and and finding it where it, where I needed it, or um, kind of already there to begin with. So, so yeah, I think it, it only makes sense then that that's you know, that's a strong piece already. So when we look kind of holistically now at the three Fs, right? So you're coming from an initial sports background, very young age, it starts to go by the wayside. You start picking up theater, you're picking up punk rock, military family, you're moving around, no deep connections. So the fitness piece, um, at least coming into F3, had gone through, it seemed like some some turbulence, but it was ultimately looked like it was heading in an uphill direction, save mm-hmm. for your upper body, as you right. pointed out. Right. Um, the fellowship piece, definitely, you know, to your point, you brought up very much a sad clown portion, right? Yeah. Missing out on those deep connections um, through a number of circumstances that you brought up. And the faith piece, sort of tying it all in, already strong and so that kind of gives you um, the opportunity to be able to, to step into an organization like f3 and then be able to, to boost it even more right so let's talk about the first workout mm. so who eh'd you who, who's the culprit oh it's definitely amphibious amphibious um amphibious i've known amphibious i think i've known him i think we've known each other going on 10 years mm-hmm. eight years 10 years something like that um and I often say that on paper, he and I should not be friends. Um, we have nothing in common, um, and yet, and yet we have a deep, uh, deep love for each other. Uh, we met each other at some critical junctures in our in both of our lives, um, and just started uh, running. Mm-hmm. Um, it really came came to be our, our friendship came to be through running, mm-hmm. and we'd run and talk. And I think what made it comfortable is that we didn't have to look at each other because we were looking straight on <laughs> and um, and we could just talk and we could just talk about what was real and what was happening in our lives and um, and so uh, the funny story is that uh, Amphibious actually asked me to check out this group in Charlotte that he had heard about um, about a year before F3 launched in, in Greensboro mm-hmm. um, he sent me this link and it was for F3Nation.com, and he was like, check it out, let's see, you know, don't you think we should start one in Greensboro? And I, I looked at the website, and I kid you not, it, I, I first thought out of my mind was, this looks like push-ups for Jesus, <laughs> and I, ha- I want no part of that. Like, this is weird. Um, I am not going to... That's hashtag. <laughs> I'm, I'm not going to launch a push-ups for Jesus. Um, Group and so I, I guess I stole Amphibious's effort to become the original Nantan of, of Greensboro. Um, but anyway, seriously, he you know he eh'd me. He had heard about it um, through some you know work friends um, about it in Charlotte, and he was all jazzed up about it uh, coming to Greensboro uh, before the launch. They were sending out emails uh, to you know select group people that they could get email lists uh, for, and. Um, and I started reading these emails and all the nicknames and the hashtags. I was like, uh-uh, nope, <laughs> nope, don't want any part of it. Thank you very much. Um, and then, you know, he's relentless. 
and and in a great way and so he brought me out and I came out uh the very first time I was out was the, also the very first time that um that uh, Gunny was out mm-hmm. and so it was on November 5th of 2014 mm-hmm. um I remember Swiper was queuing that day Swiper's a guy from Charlotte who uh, has, I guess, his in-laws lived in in Brown Summit or something, and he was helping get Greensboro going. This was at um, uh, Natty's Hump. It was a Wednesday. I think it, I don't know if it was the first Natty's Hump or it was like the second one. Mm -hmm. Because we launched Wednesday pretty, I don't know when it was, but it was pretty early on in the Wednesday um, deal. Um, And yeah, so I show up to this workout and there's like 40 guys. And I recognize one guy, probably a bunch of them, but I recognize one guy in particular in Kilowatt. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you've ever met Kilowatt, but um, he was instrumental in the founding of, of F3 and, uh, in, in Greensboro. And he had been our scout leader um, for my sons. And he was like a rock star scout leader. Mm-hmm. And I remember thinking, man, if that guy's involved, this is going to be all right. Okay. And so... Uh, and he was right, and I was right about that. I mean, he he really did a great job with his his role. Um, so, so anyway, yeah. So that was the first workout, and I show up, and I'm at this workout, and it's a little weird because uh, Swiper is a little intense. Mm-hmm. Um, he's not afraid to yell at people and call them out. And we get around to the name Arama, and uh, Gunny gets this awesome name. <laughs> and then they get around to me mm. and I had this, you know, I had all the things planned in my head of what I was going to say because Amphibious had given me the heads up that, you know, all right, you got to say something about yourself. Your nickname's going to be. And I was like, all right, all right. So I was like, all right, Jeff Kerrigan, boom, Nancy, done. And I was like, <laughs> what? Nothing what? else? What? <laughs> nothing. I got nothing else out. Just because I said my last name, he said Nancy. So let me just... Add a little side note. You can edit this out later if you want. But <laughs> you know, so I, I, I said a minute ago that I got you know went through bullying, right? Yeah, yeah. And part of that was very emasculating mm-hmm. because uh, the word that those guys used, the F word, mm-hmm. um, was very emasculating mm-hmm. when they were beating me up, when they were attacking me, when they were accusing me of being this, that, or the other thing. Mm-hmm. And um, and. And so I show up to this workout group that I'm not super excited about being at anyway. Mm-hmm. And it's a 530 on a Wednesday morning. And I don't really want to be there. And I get a girl name. Yeah. And so and I take a deep breath mm-hmm. and, and make a choice yeah. about whether to run for the hills or, or stick it out. Um, and so, yeah, th- there, was, there was a little bit of reverberation there um, in terms of getting a name that was, like, not super about me. Yeah. Um, but it's about about the guy that was queuing that day. Sure. And so, yeah, that 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 resonated a little bit. But that was my first workout. I remember uh, Hootie was there. I remember Wojo was there. I remember Daphne was there. Uh, you can do all the hashtags and whatever you want. Um, I remember Daphne came over to me and said, you know, don't worry, it's the tough guys that get the girl names. And I'm like, what? Um, and yeah, I, that, that was definitely helpful. Um, and so yeah, it was it was a it was a tough workout. It kicked my tail. Mm-hmm. Um, like I said, my wife was laughing at me afterwards because um, my upper body was so pitiful. Um, yeah. Okay. Well, definitely that's that's uh, 
You answered pretty much all my questions there. Did, too. did I hit all those yeah, questions? Yeah, you hit all the, of them on the first, right, right, yeah. first go. I think um, I've listened to a few of these podcasts. <laughs> just a couple. Well, definitely. Thanks for sharing that, and and, and to your point as well. And, and we'll we'll go ahead and address it. I think it speaks to. Um, I'm not actually. I'm not really sure what it speaks to, but definitely, I could see how coming into a situation like what you described, where you kind of come from a background of bullying and being put in this position that it's kind of overtly masculine in some in some mm-hmm. ras- uh, respects, right? And being given then a woman's name, I could absolutely see how that would like hit you pretty hard in that respect. So the fact that you've kept coming back um, is definitely um, is definitely great and. Uh, yeah, and and to be honest, I mean, ever since Nancy Kerrigan got her knee hit, somebody in my life has called me Nancy forever. So it's not like it wasn't a shock. Yeah. It was actually kind of like, really, that's the best you can come up with? Yeah, yeah. Like you can't go even one step further and call me Tanya or you know Jaluli or like yeah, you know, come on, come on, get real with this. Um, so go, yeah. go two or three layers. Right, deep, right, right, exactly. So um, yeah, that's awesome. All right, so so. So that's your first workout. So let's talk about life since since that first workout. So you mentioned before um, your upper body was in shambles from running so much. Um, but specifically, kind of if we take a look back, kind of um, where where you were previously, it seemed like you were already kind of on a trajectory of mm-hmm. fitness, right? You'd kind of taken the dip and then gotten really into running. Um, you were able to run miles for Matthew that first year. Mm-hmm. I'm assuming you've run it every year since. Mm-hmm. Um, so kind of where is your fitness now when you, when you kind of look at it from previously? Um, yeah, so, uh, you know, coming up on five years, I am shocked that I'm still doing any exercise routine for more than a few months at a time. Um, and so this has been um, life-changing, life-altering in a, in a major way. Um, it not only affected my fitness, um, but it affected, it has impacted my whole frame for how I structure my days. Mm. Um, I used to be, you know, there, there's a, a, a saying that I like to throw out because it's real, Nancy time. I was, you know, notorious for being two minutes late to every workout, even the workouts that I planted a quarter mile from my house <laughs> so that I wouldn't be late, I would still be late. Oh. And it was, um, you know, it was just laziness on my part in hindsight. But uh, I eventually kind of woke up from that and said, you know what, I'm going to start actually getting up earlier. So I get up at 425 every day, mm-hmm. every day. Um, now, I, I'd be lying if I said I don't sleep in sometimes, but mm-hmm. even when I'm not going to work out, I get up early. Mm-hmm. And it has changed my whole life mm-hmm. in, 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 a, in a way that I, it's hard to describe to somebody who hasn't tried to do it. Yeah. Um, and so, and as a result, actually, even though my alarm is set at 425, I usually get up at like 350 or 4, just because my body clock has been reset yeah. to a different time of day. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it it's given me energy in the morning that I never had. Mm-hmm. It's also made me go to bed earlier, uh, because you can't do that forever, yeah. um, and staying up late. And so, it the fitness piece of it has been great, and it's something I need. Mm-hmm. Um, I've... I, I feel like I, um, what's the word? I go in withdrawal mm-hmm. if I if I don't hit a workout or don't do something uh, for for too long, and so it's uh, it's had a huge impact, and I'm I'm super grateful for F3 launching in Greensboro. Yeah, 
on and one of the big things too that's come about probably within the past year now is um the the jocko bomb right the mm-hmm. take a picture of your watch right yeah. before four thirty or whatever right. the, the whole thing is so yeah i mean definitely and you, you bring up a good point that is even besides just um working out scheduling your time and, and getting up early and getting things done i think is um, definitely falls under the fitness aspect because f3 sort of pushes you to get up early mm-hmm. and so naturally oh, i'll just get up early anyway right yeah so let's talk about kind of the the key cornerstone now right mm-hmm. which was the fellowship piece so yeah. previously um you talked before about how you come from a military family dealt with bullying dealt with trust issues with other men mm-hmm. so how has f3 impacted your fellowship in that in that respect um i'd say it's i mean flipped it on on its head mm-hmm. um you know, one of my kids asked me early on with F3 when I was like, you know, really, really into in, into going to every workout I could possibly go to and um, and all that, and asked me, you know, why I was going to F3 so much, and without thinking, um, I just blurted out the the truth. I think, which is that being a dad is lonely, mm. and F3 gives me friends and so um, you know that truth has remained that was early on you know probably late 2014 that mm-hmm. truth has remained and just gotten deeper um, I, I often said early on as well that um, that I started seeing in color and didn't realize that I had only been seeing in black and white before because I was starting to see how shallow some of my friendships had been Mm -hmm. and not in a negative way, not in a critical way, but more like a, why didn't I do better with that? Why didn't I, why didn't I care for that person better? And so it offered an opportunity for me to look afresh at my relationships at church, my relationships with the church, uh, my, my relationship with my wife and, and others. And and try to be better uh, in all those in all those aspects. Um, one thing that happened early on that also impacted this is um, I went to a cafeteria. It was one of the first. I think it was probably the first cafeteria I ever went to. There's probably only three or four guys there, and one of the guys there um, opened up about his son who was struggling with addiction, mm. and like just shared what was going on and. You know, we talked. There was no solutions anybody could offer. He wasn't looking for that, but the the realness of that um, hit me hard, and I said, "Yes, mm-hmm. this is the type of group I want to be involved in. Yeah. Um, the type of group that that doesn't just sit around and talk about sports scores and you know who played whatever game happened last night." I I don't care to have those kind of conversations endlessly. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know what's actually going on in people's lives, and um, and F three allows that space to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, it's it's really been hugely impactful there. Uh, and my friendships with certain men, I'll call out some, uh, and I know I'll forget some as well. Um, but I think about guys like Cornhole, and Leverage, and Tebow, and J Love. I'll give you the list later. <laughs> I can only write and, so fast. <laughs> and Gunny, and Defib, and Explosion, of course, Amphibious. Um, you know, I think about some of those guys, and, and again, I'm sure I'm leaving some people off, but um, 
my relationships my relationships with them have enabled me to trust be more trusting in general mm-hmm. of men than I was you know five years ago and that's that's really been been huge yeah no, that's great I definitely I mean that's kind of night and day <laughs> especially too given the fact that kind of where you where you were talking about where you yeah. came from so uh, that's, that's excellent and and I think too kind of speaks to um, who is it Who's it we're talking about? Uh, Amphibious mm-hmm. was mentioning just yesterday how you know the shield lock is not coming you know coming around with every single guy in the packs within F three, but having sort of that close um, small group of guys that you can really lean on for for that sense of trust. So, yeah, that's great. So let's let's um, we'll top it off here talking about kind of the faith piece. Now previously um, you you're mentioning you were kind of already you were really already on that trajectory. Right, you you had already kind of um, sought those things out, and you mentioned that your wife kind of um, opened up your eyes and your heart to um, to faith. And so, uh, how do you think F three in, in that respect has sort of tied into that um, with the kind of how, how has it either nurtured it or um, given you a different perspective on it? Yeah. Um, so I'll, I'll mention up front that. Um, Admittedly, I've not taken advantage of as many third F opportunities as as I would have liked. Um, I say would have liked, but it's kind of by choice. Um, a lot of the third F uh, options are happening right at the same time that my kids are getting up and getting on the bus. And I'm sure that's just, that's the truth for a lot of other people. But uh, to me, it just felt weird sitting in a group of guys talking about how I could be a better dad when my kids are at home eating breakfast and needing just time mm-hmm. uh, with me. And so, not to, again, n- no criticism of anybody else uh, choosing to do those third Fs, but I just just didn't do it. Um, and so I haven't done a lot of the third Fs. I've done a few, um, but I, I've really, I, I feel like the third F um, component of, of, of you know, encouraging guys to come together and talk about faith issues and, and also to get involved in the community has really encouraged me to stay involved and stay connected. Um, I took on, since starting with F3, I, I took on a leadership role at church that previously I'd said no way, no how would I ever do it. Um, uh, I really saw this as an opportunity to get involved with F3 in its infancy in Greensboro and help with you know planning activities and and launching new sites. I think I was involved in I don't know a handful of of launches and um, and I just saw it as an opportunity to give through you know through those elements. Yeah. Um, I'm you know we talked a little bit earlier. Uh, I saw this kind of impact um, my family directly uh, with F three kids yep. and. Um, I mentioned I think that it was a little bit of a failing on my part because I had heard about this group called F3 Dads that I think is out of Charlotte, but I'm not honestly not sure anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that's where they started. But you know, it's, it was F3 Dads bringing kids to workouts and that kind of th- that kind of thing. And I, and I was I spent so much time thinking about it and like, oh, how can I make that work? Can I kind of do that? You know, do I have time to do this? Blah. And I just like hummed and hawed about it forever. Well, meanwhile, 
my kids were watching me go to all these workouts. They started coming to some of the workouts. They started doing F3 like at the house. They, you know, one person would be calling cadence and the other ones would be, you know, doing push-ups. And I'm talking like, you know, my four-year-old daughter at the time <laughs> was doing push-ups yeah. um, with her three older brothers. And so like they're doing F3 at the house and they come to me right in the middle of all this and they say, we want to start F3 kids. Mm-hmm. And I say, well, that's a great idea. I have heard about this group called F3 Dads. And they say, no, F3 Kids. <laughs> and I said, no, no, really, it could be F3 Dads. And they say, no, F3 Kids. And so uh, there, there is where F3 Kids kind of came about. Like mm-hmm. The kids saw such an impact in my life that mm-hmm. they wanted to you know, bring it to the kid level. Yeah. And so uh, they really nudged me to get something started. And, and, you know, it flounders a little bit sometimes, if I'm honest. But um, that's usually, usually my failing. Because when we show up and we do the workouts, the kids have a great time. Yeah. Um, and, and the kids, even the kids that show up and, and are, are too shy to do the workout, they come home and they tell their dads, I want to go, go again because I had a great time. Mm-hmm. Um, and so... We, we're influencing these kids. We're teaching them how to be leaders without them even knowing it. Yeah. Um, when we put them in front of a group of people and say, call out a, an exercise, and they do that, they're learning how to lead. Mm-hmm. They're learning that their voices matter. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's huge. Yeah. Um, and so I'm, pr- I'm pretty proud. Yeah, of my kids for coming up with that. Yeah, no, absolutely. And I, I think it definitely, you know, not only speaks to um, kind of something greater within the family, right? Um, but then impact within the community, mm-hmm. and uh, that's just a one. That's a wonderful thing too. I mean, and, and that's unique as we were talking about before. It's unique because I don't think any other. And I would love to hear someone calling it coming out on this otherwise, but I think no other region has that. Uh, and if they do, they're definitely not talking about it. But yeah. so that's unique to Greensboro in that respect. Yeah. So Nance, we've we've come full circle, mm-hmm. right? We've talked about kind of where you were before F three, that first workout, the guys that were involved, and, and more than anything, kind of that sense of fellowship that you've uh, gained through F three. That's really kind of hit home and hit close to you. So, kind of to wrap all that up, do you have any any closing thoughts for for the packs? Uh, yeah, I think so. I'll I'll throw out a couple of things that have been kind of on my mind. Um, I think uh, one thing that that I'd like to encourage people to do is is to stick with the six. Uh, we talk at our workouts a lot about um, you know the idea of circle back for the six and you know, let's go pick up the six, and I think that's great. Um, but I don't think uh, the six should be alone at all, and I think that that speaks to not just the first F but the second Fs and the third Fs is is stick with each other. Um, when we're at a workout and there's a guy straggling, there shouldn't be just one guy that circles back to, to run with them. And it shouldn't always have to be the next slowest guy or the next fastest guy that goes back and, and picks up the guy that's struggling. Uh, we should all have that heart to go back and stick with the six the whole time. Mm. And if that means we have a less than optimal workout, okay. Um, because if we're just doing uh, this for, for fitness sake, then we can go join the gym. Yeah. Um, so I really believe strongly that F3 is, uh, it's more than a workout as we all know, but if we're only doing it for the workout, then we're, 
then we're missing the point. Yeah. Um, and so I guess that kind of extends, you know, a little bit further and to say is to encourage people to, uh, and I know a lot of people do this already, but, um, but to look each other in the eyes and, and ask how people are doing. Uh, to your point earlier, Amphibious made this point, and, and uh, it, it's true all the time that guys in that circle are going through things and most of them aren't ever going to talk about it out loud, um, especially not in a group, but they might open up one-on-one or they might just say, I need prayers, I need, you know, I need somebody to check on me. And um, I don't do a great job, um, as good a job as I should, but making an effort to find those three or four or five, six guys, whatever your bandwidth can handle uh, that you do check in on. Um, it's all in that same ethos of, of sticking with a six. Um, so that's, that's kind of, I guess, the best parting word I can come up with. That's great. That's great. And yeah, I think it definitely does speak to what Amphibious came up with or what he was talking about the other day. Uh, but at the same time, too, really kind of taking it to heart and, and recognizing that you know, once you start coming to F3, doesn't stop right it's not like your life suddenly is like boop 100% better we still all deal with stuff and we still all need to, uh, to be banding together so definitely thank you for sharing that yeah so if guys want to get in touch with you what's the uh, what's the best method for them to do that yeah so uh, probably the easiest way to get a hold of me is the uh, the Twitter handle it's at uh, f3 Nancy I believe that's what it is and uh, my email address is Jeff D. Kerrigan, spelled the same way as Nancy Kerrigan. Thank you very much. Uh, but I'm not related, in case anybody <laughs> was wondering. And it's Jeff D. Kerrigan at Gmail. And, uh, yeah, so those are, you know, the best ways to get a hold of me. And, um, yeah, that'd be good. Well, uh, well, Nancy, thank you very much again for being on the podcast. This yeah, thank you. It's been enlightening and enjoyed being able to talk with you here. All right. All right, guys. Well, with that, uh, that wraps up episode 22. 22. Episode 22. Woo. So uh, thanks again for listening. Stay sharp, and we will, uh, we'll see you in the gloom. Uh, Jeff Kerrigan. F, uh, blah, 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 blah. There you go. There's my first clap. Um, <laughs> Thanks for listening to this episode of American Yammer. If you're interested in sharing your F3 story, reach out to us at f3americanyammer at gmail.com. Again, that's f3americanyammer at gmail.com. Or on Twitter at f3americanyammer. Until next time, stay sharp, and we'll see you in the gloom.